0: This is a commune podcast.
1: Poems to Calm Down to by Megha Rao.
0: We always wonder, as poets, who are we? Why are we here? We dreamed about beautiful things, light. Magic mysticism ripped our muses open and lit their hearts with lanterns We showed up with our urgent hands and painted the world with colors Topped the darkness to levitate and in us started a festival of feelings We were the poets children of flowers and moonlight of speaking wounds and night terrors We were the ones who woke up inside poems in a celebration of rebirths, and so today I'm joined by the iconic poet and dancer, Tishani Doshi. I'll tell you all about the storytellers in a land somewhere far, far away, and Tishani Doshi will perform her brilliant poem, Find the Poet," as a gentle reminder of why we choose art over and over again.
1: One day, We'll be fed up of tourists taking selfies in graveyards and immature artists making music about hard drugs, all these news channels sensationalizing suicide, being absolutely insensitive towards those who died, superstars who play superheroes but don't join the fight when there's blood on the streets of people who aren't white one day we will be sick of hypocrites spitting in public places and then complaining about wearing masks on their faces presidents who do nothing about saving the environment but hate on little girls who actually do stand up for the climate countries that seemingly promise friendship and then kill neighboring soldiers at the borders. Do you sometimes want to just forget everything? Leave everything behind and run away with me to this place where Hitler was never nominated for the Nobel prize, even if it was meant to be a joke, where Che Guevara isn't just the poster boy of raving revolution and history textbooks also talk about the people he murdered, where all the internet trolls who post about mental health and then bully people online turn to gardening instead and all the rich businessmen who call themselves underprivileged so their brats can get full scholarship into good colleges secretly buy uniforms and shoes for deprived children. Run away with me. This place where there are less wars and more comfortable beds, less violence and more shared silence, and songs about healing that will never stop singing. Where the newspapers have trigger warnings. Where they would rather talk about no Wi-Fi cafes and animal shelters in Mars and saltwater air conditioning. Where we only ever need. Pizza and earphones and library books to get by. Where we have life poetry and art therapy and cream pie. Where we take care of rivers and trees and deserve nature again. We'll go there away from this politically incorrect quicksand, we will crawl out of the rabbit hole, we will turn into wonderland and if a world like that doesn't exist then let's write about it and become storytellers instead and show the rest of them what it would look like if we dared to be better people.
2: Find the Poets I arrived in a foreign land yesterday, a land that has seen troubles. Who hasn't, you might say? But this land with its scrubbed white houses and blue seas where everything was born and now it seems everything could vanish I wanted to find out the truth about how a great land like this could allow ancient columns to crumble and organ grinders to disappear. Find the poets, my friend said. If you want to know the truth, find the poets. But friend, where do I find the poets? In the soccer fields, at the seashore, in the bars, drinking. Where do the poets live these days and what do they sing about? I looked for them in the streets of Athens, at the flea market and by the train station. I thought one of them might have sold me a pair of sandals, but he did not speak to me of poetry, only of his struggles, of how his house was taken from him, of all the dangers his children must now be brave enough to face. Find the poets, my friend said. They will not speak of the things you and I speak about. They will not speak of economic integration or fiscal consolidation. They could not tell you anything about the burden of adjustment. But they could sit you down and tell you how poems are born in silence And sometimes in moments of great noise Of how they arrived like the rain Unexpectedly cracking open the sky They would talk of love, of course, as if it were the only thing that mattered Of chestnut trees and mountain tops and how much they missed their dead fathers he will talk as they have been talking for centuries about holding the throat of life till all the sunsets and lies are choked out till only the bones of truth remain the poets my friend are where they have always been living in paper houses along rivers and forests that are disappearing And while you and I go on with life, remembering and forgetting, the poets remain singing, singing. So,
3: what's what's the relationship between your dance and your poetry like? I've watched some of your performances and they're so beautiful and I'm curious to know what the process is like when you mix both the art forms.
2: I think it's about getting acquainted with vulnerability in some way and so poetry and dance really are about some kind of transformation or conversion for me and it's such a you know how it is to put yourself out there in any form or to to do any kind of creation or making. Yeah, Uh, with so much honesty. Yeah, yeah, it takes something out of you. And I think that in both forms, there is this grappling with the vulnerability, but then trying to create some kind of power from it. So for me, I see it as uh, forms that speak to each other that have to do with rhythm, that have to do with time. That have to do with the body and how the body connects to the outside world. And it's just that one has the vocabulary of language and one has the vocabulary of movement. But, you know, poems are also bodily, poems are also visceral, poems also have physicality. Dance is also fluid and dance is also poetry. So I don't know, it's somewhere along the way they've just become blended for me and I don't think any longer about where one begins and the other ends, but just that this is a dialogue that's always happening.
3: Um, what was the most difficult scene or a poem that you had to write?
2: Um, I'm trying to think that's tough because I've written a lot of poems, but I think a poem that I spent a long time writing or rather that I had the idea for the poem and it took many years before the form found itself, it was a it's an older poem called Memory of Wales. Mm-hmm. And it's a poem about, well, about summertime and how I think of summer as being this place of memory and all summers are rolled up into one long summer. And in that summer, I meet my mother as a girl in Wales in this playground. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I wrote it finally as a sestina where there's a repetition of these six words that keep on happening. And in a way, once I found the form of the poem the poem unlocked itself because because of the repetition of the words, uh, it works like memories that keep re- repeating and repeating, but slightly changed. So that's just one example I can think of.
3: Okay, so uh, one more thing before we close, and this is something that I've been meaning to ask right from the start. Uh, so you told me that you're coming out with a new book this year. How does it feel? What is it about? Um, whatever you can tell us for now.
2: Okay. So the book is called A God at the Door.
3: A God and, at the Door. Right. Yeah.
2: And there are poems that have to do with a lot of things. I think, I think some of the keywords are loneliness, community, micro, macro, Um, God, divinity, um, the idea of, um, I suppose, finding our place in the world and what can we call holy anymore? What can Mm. we claim as ours? So they have to do with, you know, it has to do with um, women, it has to do with the environment, it has to do with loneliness and technology and it has to do, of course, with politics. Yeah.
3: I love how you said Community right after saying loneliness. It almost it's it's a paradox, but also ties in together quite well. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the major reasons why I absolutely adore poetry. Is because it's this safe space where you can meet people who are just like you. I mean, you read a beautiful poem and you think, Oh my God, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly what happened to me. And suddenly, your tragedy and all your overwhelming emotions have a name. You don't feel alone anymore because right here is Proof on paper that someone else was in this place and they survived. And I think that is so, so magical. This is a Commune production. This episode was produced by Envision Sounds. The first poem in this episode was written and performed by Megha Rao. The second poem was written and performed by Tishani Doshi and is titled Find
0: the poets this is a commune podcast